Blog Talk Radio. that he has kept us living. Amen. This is called, I think I think we call it the, the Royal Blue X. The uh, Royal Blue. Broadcast or podcast or whatever you young folk want to call it. But we own. We own. What you say, Ricky? The Royal Blues. Oh, the Royal Blues. Oh, okay. Well, I'm going to say Royal Blue X. I, I like the whole name. I was born with it. Y'all inherited it. Amen. So I want to thank God for the opportunity. Thank God for my family who's on. I thank uh, my wife. Well, I know my wife's on. Uh, my middle daughter, Aja, is on. And, I mean, my youngest daughter, Aja, is on. And my middle daughter, Vanessa, will be on in just a few minutes. And my two boys and my other daughter will not be on tonight. I don't know if I'm going to have any grandkids on tonight, but they are welcome, welcome, welcome if they do go uh, come on. Uh, and, again, I want to thank God for this opportunity, uh, not only just to have this, this broadcast right now, but just for waking us up this morning in our right mind, uh, able to speak to one another, smile uh, to one another, and just uh, say good morning to one another. And I cherish that every morning that he wakes me up. I know that personally I cherish that every morning. Uh, And when I wake up, I I put my arm out to feel my wife every morning and just lay it there sometimes longer than it needs to be, but I lay it there. Amen. Just feel the warmth of her body body, uh, knowing that God woke us both up. So, because yet a lie. Um, I do want to say uh, my wife is going to lead us in the prayer to open us up, but I want to say a, a special prayer now uh, because she does that for our family. And uh, I want to pray for Elder Oliver, uh, that the Lord strengthens his body, his mind. His soul is already strong, but strengthen his mind and his body, his health, um, in the name of Jesus, to have him continue to do God's work. Uh, and the broadcast that we're even on tonight is because of him, what God put in him, in his mind, to do. And it's because of Elder Oliver that we're even on tonight. And I ask that God would, would make him perfect in health, make him perfect in thinking, Make him perfect in family. Make him perfect in every way that he needs perfected in the name of Jesus. And, Lord, you've been taking care of him for many years. 
And what I don't see, I even heard that you're going to stop doing what you do in the name of Jesus. Well, uh, I'm going to ask my wife to pray us in as a family for our show tonight. Well, Father God, in the name of Jesus, Lord, I thank you, Lord God, for this week, Lord God. I thank you for today, Lord God. I thank you, Lord God, that we can count it all joy when we fall into diverse temptations, Lord God, knowing this, that this is the trying of our faith, Lord God, and and this working patience in us, Lord God. Continue to work the patience within us, Lord God. And we just want to say thank you because we know that it's making it um, um, a perfect, making us perfect, Lord God, and wanting nothing, Lord God. And if we lack wisdom, Lord God, let us ask of you, Lord God, that give all men, um, that you have given all men liberally, Lord God. And I just want to say thank you right now, Lord God, but let every man um, act in faith, not wavering, Lord God, Lord God, but, but asking in faith, Lord God, whatever it might be, Lord God. And I just want to say thank you, Lord God. In Jesus Christ's name, Lord God, I thank you, Lord God, that you touch somebody's heart and somebody's mind on today, Lord God. Let whatever we say on tonight, Lord God, let it go with them for the rest of their lives, Lord God. Lord God, touch our minds, Lord God. Move our, move self out of the way on tonight, Lord God, and have your way through us and with us, Lord God. In Jesus Christ's name I pray, amen. Amen, amen. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Amen. So tonight, uh, I do want to also say before we start uh, that everybody under the sound of my voice have had a good day. And if you haven't, it's a try. But if you step, but if you yet still living, so I put that. Down. But tonight, um, my wife has asked me to teach um, just a little bit tonight. So I found something we can look at. Um, and, and, you know, I'm not the best teacher. I'm not the only teacher. I'm not. I don't even consider myself a good teacher, but I want to I want to teach this tonight uh, with the explanation and commentary that goes with these verses <clears throat> that was actually written to explain these verses. And, and what I don't like to do is always add my input um, to what a verse may mean, other than what it really means. So tonight, I'm going to give you what the verses actually mean. And if God gives, you know, me or my family anything else to say, uh, that'll just uh, be the expounding of it. So, or giving real life examples of it. Uh, but I do want to say, but it, it may be boring. It may be boring to some, because I'm coming uh, straight with the explanatory. Uh, explanation of it That's a word Explanation of it um, this, listen, listen to the commentary After I read the verses and if, uh, Somebody needs to go on mute And if there's any questions uh, From my family we'll, we'll try to break that down So Tonight I'll be coming out of The book of James and we'll be starting at the second chapter, the book of James, second chapter. And we know James, as well as Jude, 
two brothers of Mary and Joseph um, were the half-brothers of Jesus Christ. So if Jude and James came from Mary and Joseph, their parents, and Jesus came from the same parents also, what makes them half-brothers? Because God was the they author don't have of the same Jesus. Day. They they what? They didn't have the same bed. Yeah, I, I was going to get there, but that, that's the hood answer. They don't have the same daddy. <laughs> that's good. You are you are absolutely correct. Absolutely correct. Um, I think it's a good thing that somebody in your family or your kids uh, take on what you have taken on and run with it perfect example that somebody in your family can still uh, proclaim the word of God even though you was the first one to do it. So, all right, so one day I'll I'll teach how James came about. One day I'll teach how Jude came about, his brother. Uh, One day I'll do that. So even even Mark, not not in the family, but Mark and how he came about with his gospel. Because he had a shaky beginning in the first. So, James chapter 2. And we're going to start at verse 14. James chapter 2, verse 14. And if I had to give a subject for teaching, which I don't really do, but the last few times I've taught, it came um, from the actual commentary, what the verses mean. The subject would be faith without works is dead. <clears throat> and I know a lot of you have heard this preached many times or taught many times. I don't know how the uh, meaning of it was taught, but I want to tonight uh, Give the actual meaning and commentary Of what the script These scriptures are saying And once I finish with the Commentary and the explanation of it It should form an opinion In your mind Okay that's what that is saying That's what that means that, That's my point tonight Or anytime I teach is for somebody to get it Just get it and run with it And a lot of times you don't have to reread it But you can and you should but you should take be able to take tonight and run with it. Because that's what it means. So, James chapter 2, starting at verse 14. Let's go. What does it profit, my brother, though a man say he have faith and hath not works? Can faith save him? There's already questions about that already, just how James put that. Just read that again. What does it profit, my brother, though a man say he have faith and hath not works? Can faith save him? All right. Let's read the explanation of that right quick. Hold on one second. All right. So let's read the explanation of that right quick. So, the two questions posed in James 2.14 anticipate negative responses. 
James knew that there is no benefit to an individual, to those around him, if there's an empty claim of faith without evidence. The Bible consistently teaches that when a person is born again, there will be evidence of it in the way he lives, in the way he or she lives. In the Greek text, I'm giving you the actual meaning now in the commentary of it. In the Greek text, there's a definite article before the word faith. In the second question, indicating the same faith already mentioned in the verse. But the presence of that article, the question might be worded, can such a faith as that save him? In the context of the first question, we can see that the implication is that a professed faith without any accompanying evidence is not indicative of the type of faith needed for salvation. Mm, Read that one more time. The two questions posed in James 2 and 14, which we just read, anticipate negative responses. James knew that there was no benefit to an individual or to those around him if there is an empty claim of faith without evidence. The Bible consistently teaches that when a person is born again, there will be evidence of it in the way they live, or he lived, or he, she lives. In the Greek text, this is from the Greek text, there is a definite article before the word faith. And the second question indicating the same faith already mentioned in the verse. With the presence of that article, the question might be worded, can such a faith as that save him? In the context of the first question, we can see that the implication is that a professed faith without any accompanying evidence is not indicative of the type of faith needed for salvation. This does not, however, conflict with the biblical teachings that salvation is by faith alone. Read that again now. This does not, however, conflict with the biblical teachings that salvation is by faith alone. The Bible does not teach that works are necessary for salvation, only that they will follow salvation and be evidence of it. I hope y'all got that. Anybody got any comments? Nope. I do not. Vanessa or Asha? I don't have any any questions. Okay. Well, let's keep going. We're going to do verses 15 and 16. Oh, Vanessa's not unmuted. Can we have the but, engineers um, 9105? The phone number ending in 9105, please. All right. So we're going to go to verse 15 and 16 of James, the second chapter. And it reads thus. If a brother or a sister be naked and destitute of daily food, and one of you say unto them, depart in peace, be warmed and filled, standing, you give them not those things which are needful to the body. 
what does it profit? In other words, what was good in doing it? All right? So let's read the explanation of those two verses. James 2, 15 to 16. James gave an example of a fellow believer who lacked clothing and food. He then asked, what good is accomplished if all we do is give the person encouraged words without providing tangible help? We should help in any way we can, even if it's just a little bit. Our faith should cause us to realize that when we see such a need and do something to help, even though we feel in short supply ourselves, God will honor that faith and reward us in some way. So the book of Proverbs indicates that when we give to help the poor, God will return us, return to us what we have given. That's uh, Proverbs chapter 19, uh, verse 17, and chapter 22, verse 9. I'm going to read that again, the explanation of 15 and 16. James gave an example of fellow believers who lacks clothing and food. He didn't ask what good is accomplished if all we do is give the person encouraging words without providing tangible help. We can help in any way we can, even if it's just little. Our faith should cause us to realize that when we see such a need and do something to help, even though we feel in short supply ourselves, God will honor that faith and reward us in some way. Proverbs indicates that when we give to help the poor, God will return to us what we have given. Now, I want to say that part right there, that we shouldn't give to receive. Uh, Somebody got to go on mute. We we shouldn't give to receive. We shouldn't give uh, trying to get something back. We should give to open ourselves to receive. We should give to open ourselves to receive. That's on the backside. But our initial giving should be to help what's in front of us. And I believe, and this is just me, and I may be the only one in the world believe this, that when I give, I empty or make room for more to give. And my needs are still met when I'm empty. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, man. How can we say we love our brother or sister and not put work in? To make sure they're good. To make sure that their welfare is taken care of. And and I don't know about anybody else, but I have been in situations where I was forced to have faith in a certain way. Because me and my wife, being young, when I first went into the military, they kept taking my checks. They would pay me and then take the money right back out. 
I don't think it. I think it would last. And correct me if I'm wrong, Ricky. I think it would last. I get paid say on a Monday, and that money would be taken back on a what a Friday, a Thursday, or a Friday. Um, and immediately when I used to get paid, uh, we used to just go grocery shopping, get what we need for the house, but we know the rest of that money gonna be gone, taken back. I would get it back much later, but. That process went on, I think, for a couple of years. That the army would pay me and then take it right back out of my bank account. So I knew how it felt uh, <laughs> to be taken care of. I knew how it felt to go grocery shopping, pay the little bills we had at that time, and 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 have what we needed. And then as soon as you turn around, the money is gone. So I knew what it felt like to not have because sometimes we didn't always make it to that point. Sometimes it, and there was a few times where the money was gone instantly and we didn't have nothing. So I know how it feels when you don't have nothing and people say you need something and somebody do help you for the need that you have and it's met. And, and, and still just saying, well, you know, brother, I'm praying for you. You know, may God strengthen you and your family and not, not get out of my face. That's what James is saying right now. How can you see a brother naked without, and without food? How can you see a family naked without clothes and without food and just pray for them and then leave them alone? And here you all got a house full of something. It may not be all that they need, but it's something they need. Matter of fact, when you ain't got nothing, anything you got, they may need. I know the feeling. But I'm going to tell you, I was forced. Wow, that's crazy. I just thought about I've never thought about it this way. I was forced to have faith. Anybody got anything else? <laughs> That's, it just, I did want to I wanted to speak I wasn't going to speak tonight Because I'm not really feeling my best y'all. But dad I understand that so much Because the situation with me With me being sick you know I mean I had I had I, mean, I had a family that believed in God That's what it was for me back then 2020 and before that But God put me through the circumstance Of me actually being in the hospital bed And depending on nothing but him my like I, it was forced on me. You know what I'm saying? It had to be shown one way or another. That's crazy. That's crazy. So you every, you know what every, I'm talking, every, you know what I'm talking about. But every day she would wake up thinking she was in hell. Mm. Every day she would ask me, "Am I in hell?" I wrote and that. I, would I, wrote, her, I, I wouldn't. And that's and that's crazy. I don't remember nothing else. Nothing blank. I remember that me saying that me right now over and over in my notebook. Am I in hell? Am I in hell? Am I in hell? Mm. And I and I would tell her. I hope not, because I don't plan on going to hell with you. She <laughs> 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 Am I muted? You're muted. Yes, you are. Oh, okay. I wanted to comment on that, too, because that reminded me of also, like, this season where, like, I was, like, down, bad, depressed when I was in college by myself and how, like, 
my faith in just God purely is what kept me. It's only because, like, you know, as a Christian, as a believer, like, I'm like, okay, well, I can't kill myself because I don't want to go to hell. So it's like that's the only thing that kept me was the fact that I have faith that God is real, he's a God, and he's here. So it's like having that faith, period, that God He's real in some way, somehow, some shape. I may get out of this. I may see a brighter day, but that's the only thing you got to hold on. That's the only thing I got to hold on to, so I'm going to just hold on to that little thin piece of string. That's all I got. (laughs) So this is really good about... Go ahead. Uh Uh-uh, go ahead. That's all. I was just saying that this is really good. Like, I'm enjoying this. Well, go ahead. So 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 But the faith so but the faith without works is dead. It just reminds me of how God blesses our family so much because we are so we're givers. All of us are givers from the heart. Not looking for anything back. And we give to those who can't give us back. You know, and that's the beauty of how I taught I you guys how to give. Exactly. But I, the way I taught you guys how to give you don't give, you know, trying to receive anything back. And guess what? You may not get it back from that person, but you will get it back in, in, in another way or from somebody else. And it don't have to be what you gave that, that you that you might get back. And the way that we, why we are so blessed, and it's not even about money or things like that. We're We're blessed. The whole family is blessed. And, and it's just a blessing because I didn't learn these concepts in church. The, the my mom, we I was brought up on morals and and to give and to do and community. I was brought up like that, and church didn't have nothing to do with it. But when I got saved, it made a big uh, 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 it shed a different light on it. And it made a bigger difference to me on why I had to be raised the way I was raised, why I had, you know, the way, it just, everything just, it's intentional. Everything was just, it was supposed to be like it was, like it, like it was. And I just thank mm-hmm. God that my mom raised us the way that he raised us because I wouldn't have known how to take care of Asha. I wouldn't know, um, know how to take care of you. Um, I wouldn't know, how to, I just wouldn't know what to do even now. And God is so intentional. And if we just um, just trust God and have faith and put our our money or our works where our mouth is, you know, God will honor that. God will honor that. I promise you, God will honor that. And so many people are getting all they can and can all they get, and that's all you're going to get is what you can. Because you can't make room for God to even bless you even more because you're packing up everything that you get. It's just for me and my foreign no more. And God only, he's only going to bless, he wants us to have abundance so we can be a blessing. He can trust the Blue S with a lot because we give a lot. We do a lot. Amen. Go ahead. Amen. So before we go to our next two verses, I do want to say this on what I was talking about. How I, was, I think I was forced to have faith for such a time as this. I think I was forced to have faith because God already knew what was down the road. 
I think I was forced to have faith at that time to believe and understand that he, it was only God that could bring us through in our marriage earlier when I was in the military. I had to have faith. I had to have faith. I had to have faith. I had to have faith because I knew that I had to take care of my daughter, Jasmine. I knew that I had to take care of my wife. I knew that I had to do that. And and, 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 the, and the means of joining the military to do that was taking away the very money that I, I needed to do that. But God kept making a way month after month. I got paid every month, once a month. I got paid every month. And God just made a way for things to happen until I got paid again, and they would take it again. But we had, we had, we never, and, and, and forced to have faith is, is, is what I, for me, this might not be for nobody else, but we had dinner every day. We had breakfast if you wanted it every day. We had neighbors that needed things. My wife would call me. And I would say, just give it to them. And if, when you open the refrigerator or when you open the cabinet, it'll be there for you. Not knowing what I'm saying. Believe me, y'all, what I'm telling you. Not knowing what I'm saying, but by the time it got to that point, God, I'm thinking God forcing me to have faith. I already under, started understanding that he would provide. And not just for us, but for other families, too, that came to us that needed something. That's 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 mind blowing. I don't know how. I don't know. That's mind blowing. That is mind blowing. My wife, while I'm at work, could have easily just prayed for them, and she was just learning how to pray. She was just learning about God. We were both infants in the Word of God. We were both infant infants in faith. Oh, let's 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 keep the let's keep the teaching going and like. Hold on, wait, 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 wait. It's just like making me really detach myself from materialistic stuff that doesn't go nowhere when my soul is at stake. Like my spirit and my soul is what, or even other, uh, like me holding on to this can just like create the avenue for somebody else's like eternal life or their spirit or their relationship with God or just, you know, strengthening their faith, like just by by me letting go of this thing of of fifty dollars, seventy five dollars, a plate of food, um, you know, whatever it is that I can give a resource, help, a hand, advice, whatever I can do for somebody else, that could be the literally, like I can't even put it into words, like what they need for their like that can, their that relationship can be the with God. Point to, of their of their that can be the starting point of their relationship with God. Yeah, like, cause what, like, you never know what prayer they prayed of, Lord, show me. Like, I, I have, help my unbelief. Lord, I believe, but help my unbelief. That could have been their prayer, and you just sat there and, 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 you get what I'm saying? Like, it just makes me detect from, like, somebody got to mute. Somebody got to mute. But it just, this just made me detach from materialistic stuff when the, the, this is a spiritual fight. Like, this is just, uh, that's all I got. I don't know. <laughs> well, I'm a, I'm a, I'm gonna say this. This happened, I think, last summer. I think it was um was that uh, you, Asha, when the lady was walking barefoot out in in um in 
in Atlanta somewhere, and I gave her my shoes. Yep. But um, was that um, that quick trip? Yeah. Uh, we was at we was in Decatur. We was in Decatur. Decatur. Quick trip. Mm-hmm. What was that quick trip? And little stuff like that. You never know what. It's hot outside. We I have plenty of sh- plenty of shoes. What was it going to hurt? And you was all, you was you was already you and she was already doing her drop off. She's going to be in the car till she got home. So. So, but I'm just saying, what was it going to hurt for me to take off my shoes and give it to her? It's hot outside. The pavement is hot. What what is it going to hurt? But even when what I like the fact of what daddy, I like the not taking away from your story of what does it hurt, but even in situations where it does hurt, like daddy's saying, like that faith that you got to still have to like do it anyway, or to just not second guess or think too hard. Like you got faith. If God put it on your heart to do it, just do it. Like, I get the what does it hurt. It, what, and don't it, what, think about it. Like, what does it hurt to give this away? Because I got a thousand shoes. But what if you only got three pairs? You know what I'm saying? Like, right. what, if you, what if you just have one pair? You have to have the faith that you're going to get another pair if I give these away. Right. The faith. The faith. But what is, your, is your faith just faith? Like, does the deed come behind it? I love this, Daddy. Like, I love it. Right. And, and it takes greater faith. Not for me to have a bunch of shoes that it would have mattered, but like you said, what if I only have a one pair? Could I have um, given away that one pair that I had? And I can say I would have because I have done something like that before on a broader scale. But when, and this is what I'm saying. Okay, go ahead. Tony Red, three verses. Can we get through the rest of this? Maybe. I know, right? What verse, what verse are we at? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> I mean, really. Y'all talk too much. This is good. Well, what, what verse are we on? We are in the book of James, chapter 2, and we are getting ready to read verses 17 and 18. Mm-hmm. Just when it started getting good. All right. So verse uh, James chapter 2, verse 17 and 18. Even so faith, if it hath not works, is dead being alone. Yea, a man may say, thou hast faith, and I have works. Show me thy faith without thy works, and I will show thee my faith by my works. So, again, I'm reading commentary specifically written for this, for our understanding of what these verses mean. So let me explain verses 17 and 18 of James 2. These verses refer to someone who professed to have faith but gives no follow-up evidence. Works do not earn us salvation, but they do provide verification of your genuine faith. The word translated yea, at the beginning of James 2 and 18, indicates an objection coming. The word is usually translated but. You know, you usually have that word but in Scripture. Here James anticipated that someone will argue that all well and good for you. But while you rely on faith, 
I rely on works. The objective seems to be separating works from faith and suggesting that works are what really matter. James' response again was that works do not replace faith but give proof that faith is genuine. Mm-hmm. Y'all got that? Do I need to read it again? Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> I need to read it again? No, yes, I got it. I love, like, uh, yes, I got it. I got it. Okay. So it should be, you know, when a, when a person gives their life to God, uh, repents and gives their life to God and believes in the name of Jesus Christ, it, it should. It, it, it's supposed to mean that you're a born again Christian, and that since you're a born again Christian, and you're more Christ-like now, there should be work in your life that shows proof that you're born again. Ricky, you got to go on mute. It should be proof. It should be evidence that you're born again because you're saved. And you'll do the works that Christ would actually do on earth if he was still here. The Bible is totally written of Jesus Christ and the works that he did. And John said it should be it should be books wrote that the world itself can't even contain of what he did when he was here in those three and a half, three, three and a half years. So yeah, evidence should follow your faith in Jesus Christ and taking care of others looking out for others, doing for others, and putting yourself even last so that others can be elevated, that others can be taken care of, that others' well good uh, can be done, you know, or make them satisfactory in their life. And I heard the part about about, uh, talking about abundance and shoes and, you know, and, you know, the difference is if you just only have two pair of shoes. The difference is if you just got that one pair and you give those away. And, and, and what I was saying earlier about being forced to have faith, being taught to have faith by God and what me and my wife went through, it, it was just faith. Faith was, I, I'm, I, this is just for me. It was, it was, it was I feel it was forced on me because of the latter times in my life and what God saw down the road for me and my wife, me and my family, you know, so, but, but evidence should follow of you believing in Jesus Christ. Evidence should follow of you being, of having a repentance of your life, accepting Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Becoming a born-again Christian, there should be some works that follow and provide the evidence of your change in your life. Anybody else? Just a question. What does your faith look like? Uh, I would say it looks like works. Or your your works. Or what your works look like? Your works. Huh? You said faith without works is dead. What What does your works look like? 
Uh, it should look like helping others. It should, it should look like teaching others, helping others, making sure somebody else is good before you good. Because your faith has built a foundation in whatever state I'm in, I know where they would be content. So not worrying about yourself, you're making sure somebody else is good. Because you know you're going to be good because of the faith, the history of your faith, the history of God in your life the history of what he's done for you, the history of what he put you through to see, to test you, not to test you per se, test you, but to test your faith, to make it stronger. See? So what you should look like don't matter. It's what the next person looks like that you come in touch with. Because what you look like, God has already put, made a template of it. He's already written your name in heaven in the book. It don't matter about us. It don't matter about us. What it, what matters is about somebody else that we come in contact with. What it matters about what Nani said earlier is about if that person, you don't know if that person prayed that morning or not or that night or not. But here you coming along and see the need and meet it. And, ooh. What's the excitement in their life at that time when you do that? And they pray just on that. Well, Father, I... I, I I can make it to the gas station, but you know I got to feed my family, and, and I can make it to work. No, I'm going to take that back. I can make it to the gas station. I need your help. Here come one of us, somebody else, anybody. Hey, bro, put this $40 in your tank. Now he can make it all week. Now she can make it all week. But even if she just make it to work and make it home, that's still a blessing. And the next day got to build more faith. Man. <laughs> and and I'm not, I don't think I'm the, I don't, I don't think I'm the only one forced to have faith. I don't think I'm the only one that was taught early in my life to force to have faith. It's a lot of people out there forced to have faith because of what their end game gonna be. What down the road God sees already they got to go through and got to do and go ahead, Nan. Go ahead. No, I thought she was finished. I didn't mean to interrupt you. I was going to repeat the part where you said, it don't matter what I look like, what does the next person look like? Like, how did I impact them? What did I do for them? How did I touch them? Like, I like that. I don't, it's no matter what I look like, because my name is already written. What is the next person? How did I help them get their name written? How did I help them get to the next step? Some people can't even see the next step. How did I help them? When, when you know that God took care of you, when you know that you had a need and God stepped in and you knew it was nobody but God, see, you ain't got to worry about yourself because you know he can do it now. You already understand God can do what he said he's going to do. He'll never leave us or forsake us. So it don't worry about us. We see the next person in need. See, see, see your need ought to hurt you so much that you don't want to see nobody else in need. You And when your need is met and you don't know how it was met, but through God, and you could not convince yourself that you're going to do this, that, or the other to make your, to, 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 to take care of your own need, and you could have nothing to do, and God did it, and you see somebody that, and that's me, when you see somebody have a need, it, it, don't, it don't take me seconds to think about it. Well, what they gonna do for me? Or what they gonna do with what I give them? I don't know. I, I, I saw here and turn my back and go. 
well, he was a wine or he was a drug. Hey, he asked. And I'm going to tell you this, what happened at work a few years ago when I was in the field in my bucket truck. And me and uh, a couple of the guys went to lunch. <clears throat> uh, this is, I'm going to tell you what happened. So I, I, I help people, you know, and I'm not bragging at all, I promise you. I, you know, I see somebody needs something, they ask for something, I give it to I just give it to them. So one day, we had just got done eating, me and a, a couple of uh, co-workers with me, and we're standing out by the trucks just talking before we go back to work. And this guy come up, asked me if I had any change, right? No, he asked us if we had any change. And I had change in my truck and a pocket full of change in my pocket. And I gave him a, a ton of change. I don't even know how much it was. Quarters, dimes, nickel, whatever you want to call it. I just gave it to him in a little box, right? And what he did, what the guy did that I gave it to, he put his hand in the box and he took a penny out. He said, man, what am I going to do with this? And I almost lost it. And I made him give me back everything I gave him. It showed me that he wasn't genuine. But if you got a need and you're asking, you're not going to do nothing like that. And I made him give it back to me. I don't know if I was right or wrong. But it's just how he he played me in front of somebody. And I wasn't embarrassed by it. I was just upset with him. Why would he do that? But anyway, let's finish the lesson tonight. And, Ricky, when you when you see Eric, he'll tell you that story. <clears throat> All right, so we just finished James 2, uh, verses 17 and 18. We're talking about faith without works is dead. And we're going to go over verses 19 and 20 of James' second chapter. 19 and 20 of James' second chapter. Thou believest that there is one God, thou doest well. The devils hold on, also wait, wait, believe. Wait, 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 Sorry, just hold on real quick. I had a question. Um, I don't know if we got to it yet. Are you done with chapter two? No. Oh. Uh-oh. It okay. goes all the way to um, verse 26. Oh, I thought you would just skip the chapter. Oh, you're on. You said verse 19. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Wait, 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 wait. I think we <clears throat> skipped it already. Did it already talk about, um... Go, I hope everything turns out fine for you. Keep warm, eat well. Oh, okay, okay, no, it was in verse 16, but it goes along with um, what we're talking about still. I have a question. So what came to my mind, how you were saying, like, when God has brought you out of a situation and you know how it felt for you, like, so you never want, if, you know, anybody's in that situation, you don't want them to be there, blah, blah, blah. So what I thought about was how, you know, that's, that's how I created vent break because I was depressed. I don't want nobody else to feel that way. Or if you are, I want to help you bring it through because God's the only thing that brought me through. So I want to share that with somebody mm-hmm. else, right? That's just verbal. Mm-hmm. So am I, do I fall in line with the people that's just saying, you know what? I hope everything turns out fine. Like, cause that's just verbal. Like I'm no, not verbally no. giving advice. No, cause we also need the word too. We also need the word too. Mm-hmm. And, and and for your point, and what you do is mental. 
because you was in a mental state that could have caused physical damage. So you're talking mm-hmm. to the mentality of because of what state of mind he was in. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. We need that all the Right, and that's needed more more than anything else, I believe, because a lot of people can't admit and don't want to talk about the things that they go through. And you're doing it on a, on a broader and a bigger scale, and you had to go through that to bring, to let, to, to shine the light on people's mental, because people don't want to talk about mental illness, or I'm not saying, uh, or I'm not going to say an illness, their mental state of being. A lot I'm, of people I'm don't even want to talk off. about that. I got to cut you off right now. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. But remember what I was saying earlier about forcing, God forcing me to have faith, how I felt? Yeah. And you hung in there It wouldn't be no vent break mm-hmm. now That was down the road When you was back at that time To help somebody Right It wouldn't be a vent break That would have never came Because you may have not been here anymore See But you were brought up in the church You were brought up to Understand I got to lean on something And I know what it is even if I don't understand, I got I can't I can't commit suicide. I can't do this already. I just can't do it. And God held you and kept you and now you can physically and mentally mental vent break. Take a break. Vent. Get it out. Come on now. No. And a lot of people don't know it's okay not to be okay. People think mm-hmm. they have to okay, be okay okay all the time. Okay, okay, y'all. We got we got ten minutes. I just wanted to know if I if it fell in the category okay. of like, but you yes, just it let, is. You know, it's, it's, people, mm-hmm. Yeah, like, most definitely. Okay. No, no, it, no. It, the answer is no. It doesn't. It <laughs> like, doesn't. No, it doesn't. In, I mean, yeah. no, well, well, you know what I mean. It it, it is necessary. No, it, mm-hmm. it doesn't fall in that category, Nani. Because all aspects of God's word need to be said and put forth, all of it, the physical of mm-hmm. it and the mentality of it. No, you're you're good. Mm-hmm. You're good. Okay. Okay, we can keep going. Okay. All right. So since Ricky taking up all this time, we got a couple more scriptures. Then we have to pick up next. What? Week. <laughs> yeah. It's a dope. You're always taking up all the time. Okay. Come on, yes. Yes, you believe me, or something. So verse 19 of James. What are you two, talking about? Verses 19 and 20 of verse of James, of James chapter two. Thou believe that there is one God, thou, thou doest well. The devils also believe and tremble. But wilt thou know, O vain man, that faith without works is dead? So let me read the explanation of that. And again, it's the commentary of these verses. It's the explanation of these verses uh, that explains these verses. So, since James addressed his readers as my brother, he apparently was writing to saved people. Check that out. Excuse me. Since James addressed his readers as brother, my brother, he was apparently speaking to saved 
people are writing to save people. However, those who profess to know the Lord but give no evidence of it in their works are showing a lifeless, inactive faith. We know that we have been saved through faith and that works are not a requirement that must accompany our initial belief. Thus, when Apostle Paul and Silas witnessed to the jailer in Philippi, they told him simply, Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou shalt be saved in thy house. The belief or faith they called for was a heart response to the truth they heard, not mere mental assessments. It is frightening to realize that many church members in our society today mentally assent to accepting the Bible and enjoying its teachings without truly believing Jesus and his finished work on the cross. So last little part, the emptiness of such belief pointed out in the next observation. Thou believest that there is one God, thou doest well. The devils also believe and tremble. We must believe not only in the one God, but also in his son, Jesus, and what he has done for our redemption, right? Once we have that done, or once we have done that, our lives are different. We sense a growing love for him and his people that devils or demons never develop. They can only hate and spend their efforts in rebelling against God and destroying this people. Y'all get that? Read that last part again. All right. The emptiness of such belief is pointless. I mean, it's pointed out in the next observation. Thou believest that there is one God, thou doest well. The devils also believe and tremble. We must believe not only in the one God, but also in his son, Jesus, and what he has done for our redemption. Once we have that done, our lives are different. We sense a growing love for him and his people that devils or demons never develop. They can only hate and spend their efforts in rebelling against God and destroying his people. Mm-hmm. All right. Mm-hmm. Let's go to verse 21 and 22, and then we'll, we'll end it. Verse 21 and 22 of James, second chapter. Was not Abraham our father justified by his works when he had offered Isaac his son upon the altar? Seeing thou, no, we, we're not going to read, we're not going to explain it. We're going to stop there right there because that's, that's another that's, part. That's so good, too, though. <laughs> huh? I said that's so good, too, though, but I guess you. Yeah, we don't have time for that one to keep going. We'll finish it up next week. Uh, with you know, as much as your mom talks, we'll be able to just do these last five or six, seven <laughs> verses and take the whole hour, you know. But uh, I, I, you know, I, I do believe that that in life, and this is even without um, 
being converted. This is even without knowing Jesus. But when when you run across people in general, and and say you're just a great person, uh, to say say you are a Christian, and people run across you, or you run across them, and you see a need, and without you even making them or asking them to believe in the name of Jesus Christ, but do for them and the need that they have. And, and they may have had that need for a year. They may have had that need since last week. They may not have ate for three days. They may not, you know, uh, this is their last day to make it on time to work. And if they come late again, they're going to get fired. You, you, you never know uh, uh, the severity of a need. When, especially when it's not yours But How you felt when you had a need And it was met You would want to you, 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 you should want another person To, to have that same good feeling Because the need is met and, and, and people tend to worry about things When they have needs uh, Some people even commit suicide uh, Some people even do terrible things Some people even lose their mind Because of needs and and, and, and and because we are Christians and because we, we we should have works that follow us because we are a Christian, uh, we should meet the needs that we can. And if we can't physically meet the need, we ought to know somebody that can. Just because we can't do it, we know people, we know others. Ricky and her and, and, and her occupation or in her business, she know a lot of people that can help these uh, uh help um uh, 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 her her clients like hers, people that come to her out of the blue, people that say they was recommended uh, to call Miss Ricky, and she helped them. She ain't necessarily got to always pound the word of God in them, but showing good to others is what it's all about. And God will give you the opportunity to have them confess Jesus Christ's name out of their mouth one day. But first, you got to make the relationship. First, you got to do what's right. Not everybody that Jesus ran. If you read the four gospels, they 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 state things differently. They state things in other ways. One gospel out of the four might not have what the third gospel have, or what Luke may have, or what John may have. But it's all the gospel and their perspective and how they uh, interpreted it, so that anybody on this earth can interpret at least one of those gospels and be saved. So I've been going through the Gospels the last two or three weeks, all four of them going back and forth. And what's in one is not in another and vice versa. But Jesus didn't always save everybody he ran across. He did good for them because they had he saw a need. Many people that were sick, uh, that had devils in them, that were lame in their, their, their walking or whatever part of their body, that 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 couldn't see or couldn't hear, he healed. It don't say nothing about he made them confess in him or follow me and believe God. Nothing. It's just doing good for people. And see, once you get a person back up on their feet, they can think right. Once you get a person back up on their feet, they can hear somebody else mention that. They can hear somebody else say something. They can they can. Hmm. You know, have you ever felt, and I know it's people in the world that do, that when you have issues, you have needs, you have wants, anything, things ain't going right, you can't really hear nothing else outside of yourself. It's like you got the car windows rolled up tight. 
and the, and the heat on in the in the summer, burning up. It's a lot of people can't handle that. But here you come along, you know, and you see a need, and what that need, and when you fulfill that need, what it does is crack the window a little bit. What it what it does is turn the heat down a little bit, and somebody else come along, as should be, the window get cracked a little bit more. Then all of a sudden, that person got fresh air, and they can think, and they can make the right decisions, and now they can hear the word of God. Jesus always met the need. Always met the need. When the, when the apostles were hungry, he fed them first. Took care of the need. See? So I, I ain't going to keep going I, on. I was, but I was going to say that, though. A lot of times people can't. You said, you had mentioned, a lot of people can't hear you because uh, um, their needs haven't been met. But a lot of times ministering is meeting the needs. Once you meet a person's need, they can hear you. They can't hear you. Most people can't even hear from their stomach growling. They can't hear nothing that you said. They stomach growling so loud that they can't hear a word that you're saying. But if you meet the need, buy them, you know, give them, meet their need, that need. You don't always mm-hmm. have to give them money. You can go in the store and get them something to eat. You know, and not just mm-hmm. give them something to eat. Not after, stay there for a couple of minutes. Let them eat the food or whatever. Uh, pray for them. You know, by the time they finish eating, pray for them. Ask them, do they know um, your Lord and Savior Jesus Christ? Have they accepted Christ in their life? Mm-hmm. Pray for them. You know, give, but let's meet the needs first. Right. Mm-hmm. Let's meet the needs first. But no, but give sometimes them. we just want to just pray for folks and just keep on moving. Mm-hmm. Well, that's what we were you know? talking about earlier in our, our lesson tonight. You know, if you see a brother or sister naked and, and, and needing food, why just pray? You know, you give them something to eat, but but and, and, but that's all you do, and you pray for them. You know, and you let them go, knowing they're going to have a need, you know, in the next four hours from now or the next day. You know, try to set somebody up to good for good. But, yeah, of course. Yeah, and lay the found that's laying the foundation. Give them the foundation, you know, to stand on. Just give them something, you know, to look forward to. Um, yeah, you know, some people probably never even heard a prayer. I don't know how to pray. I don't even know Christ. Don't even know who Jesus is. And do 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 they want to get to know him after leaving your presence? They should want to know Christ after we leave, you know, or when, if, see, when, if, if we're there. But see, also, and, and and thank you, Jesus. So also, when a person, you know, some people can't handle needs as well as the next person, I'll put it that way. And then it all depends on how long a person has had a need or an ongoing need. And And say you come along. You meet that need at that moment where they're taken care of at that moment. They can walk or drive or go to the next spot with that previous need met with a clear mind now to think where somebody else can turn them on to the word of God 
or somebody have met their need prior to you and you run across them and you explain to them the word of God. So it works vice versa. It doesn't always work in the same setting. No, but, but you can't see. Let somebody else but as, walk, but as we walk this life, God will crumble all the stumbling blocks as we go forward to to encourage us or to keep us going toward him, if you can understand what I'm saying. See, a lot of a lot of people think, well, you know, well, I got to I got to hold you down. You know, I, I, I met your need. Now I got to hold you down, and I got to preach this word to you. I got to teach this word to you. I got to make you take this pamphlet. I got to make you go to church with me. Let's slow down and let God give you what you need to give to them. The first thing that God gave you for them is to meet the need. And a lot of times we try to take it further. But if the person is receptive to going further, it'll be plainly shown that they are, if that makes any sense. So we got to be careful what we think we should do or what we think God should want. The only difference is God knows what he wants, and he wants us to meet the need. And if he gives you something else, it'll be at that moment. Amen. 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 I'm sorry. Amen. So let's let's be careful. Let's not think about it much or too much that we stumble in meeting the need, but just just listen to what I said though and how I put that. Meet what's in front of your face that's in that's encouraging you to meet. And while you're meeting the needs of others, if God lays it in your heart to go further, at that time go further. Right? So we have to be receptive to, to the word of God. We have to be receptive to his urging. We have to be receptive to his pushing us. But a lot of times we let this flesh do what we think is right. Meet the need that God gave you to meet, first of all. And if there's anything further, you will surely know about it. So, any last words from anybody before we close up? If you're listening on, on tonight and you don't know the Lord Jesus Christ is your personal Savior, I I urge you to get to know Him. Get to know Him. He's 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 everything. He's everything. He's everything you need. And it's not if you don't know Him tonight. You just repeat after me, Lord. I'm sorry for the sins I committed. Come into my heart. I want you to be my Lord and per, my personal Savior. I believe that you died and rose on the third day. Come into my heart and be my personal Savior. In Jesus Christ's name I pray, amen. Amen, amen. Nani, Ozzy, you guys good? Yep. Yes, I got a lot of noise in the background. You good, Ozzy? Yes, I have noise in the background. I'm blessed. Okay. I ain't never heard y'all be this silent, not saying much. But I'm learning. A, I'm learning too, baby. I appreciate y'all helping me out because I learned a lot from y'all tonight. Um, but I do want to, again, thank God for this opportunity. Um, 
and it couldn't have never happened without his son, Jesus Christ. I thank God for this platform, uh, Chaos Block Talk Radio, Elder Oliver, and what he's doing. May God continue to strengthen him and his health, uh, uh, strengthen his family, uh, take care of him, meet all his needs. Uh, and if there's anything me and my family can do, uh, Lord, let me know. Uh, so, again, Elder Oliver, I pray for you, for your strength, for your health. Um but without you, none of this would um, wouldn't be on our uh, table to even be on a platform like this. Without God giving it to you first, and you extending your arms to us, or opening the doors for us to be on the program. And I thank you for it, sir. Um, so we may teach again next week. We may pick up where we left off. Our uh, family may just have a subject to go on with a couple, two or three scriptures talking about family life. I do want to stick to family life uh, and the things that we're doing. Uh, if there's any teaching, uh, we'll do that. But I want to stick to to the Royal Blues family, family life, um, and be open and honest as we always have been. So there's a lot of people out there shut up. Uh, there's a lot of people out there silent. There's a lot of people out there don't want, you know, family life to get out, but, you know, there's some things we could say, but we won't say, but we do, but the things we do say is to let you know that, hey, you can talk about it, you can get through it, you can do it, so, anyway, thank you for listening tonight, Um, we appreciate you, Uh, whether there's one, two, or four, or three hundred, I don't, I don't know, so, but, ninety. Uh, go ahead and pray us out. Ricky already sent out the invitation um, to accept the Lord Jesus. You go ahead and pray us out, sweetie. Okay, Father God, in the name of Jesus, thank you, God, for today. Thank you, Lord, for this opportunity to just talk about you, spread you, and just to be in an atmosphere where you are, Lord. I thank you and I praise you for that. I thank you and I praise you for every listener's spirit and soul today, God. I thank you for allowing us to just share atmosphere. Like I said, God, I thank you. Um, Please forgive us for anything wrong we may have done to you, to anybody else, or even to ourselves. God, help us to grow, water our spirits, water our souls, God, so that we can continue to um, be better people daily and to put our faith to work, God. Um, I pray and ask you for everybody to be able to walk away with whatever they received and hold on to it, Lord. I pray that. We gain understanding from everything that was taught tonight, God. I pray that the seeds that were planted are watered from this point forward, God. I pray that we allow your word um, to water those seeds, God, your voice to water those seeds, God, your spirit, the Holy Spirit to water those seeds, God, and that we continue to grow and be better people daily. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. 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 Good night, family. Good night. Great night.